0: Blog Talk Radio. For all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blueberry Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at BlueberryProductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B L U B E R R Y Prod on Twitter. Check them out today, Blueberry Productions. to the boss man show here with michael Penny of sb nation off nba ball with him uh mike what's good brother
2: not much man how are you
0: i'm doing good man G- getting ready to this training camp routine man in the Hawks coming up real soon so just getting back in the groove of the summer's over for me now it's time to, time to get back to back to work one, once again radio covering and traveling again brother
2: Atty boy that sounds awesome
0: yes indeed well Michael, let me start with the Wizards, man. Uh, they got new front of office. They finally hired Tommy Shepherd officially. They got Brown coming in from, 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 from the old, he's in Browns. He got also John Thompson III. And they also talking about offering Bill a, a max contract of three years, $111 million. If I'm Bradley Bill, I got to see what y'all going to do. I'm not going to accept this deal at the moment. And if he declines their max offer, they start a clock on trading. Bradley, Bradley Bill maybe to a Miami or somewhere else to get him off the books and maybe start the Wizards. Total rebuild that should come, not knowing if Wild well, gonna we'll be back to, to who he used used to be after the injuries he's had.
2: Yeah, I, I definitely think that if Beal were not to accept the max contract extension, uh, I think it's 111 million dollars. It starts in a starts in a couple years. Um, I, I'm right on with what you're saying. I, I, I you know, if I were him. Uh, I would wait to see what the plan was before I accept it. And I only have until October to really accept this particular extension. Until So if I say no and then head into the remaining two years on my deal, if I were the Wizards, I mean, you got to trade that contract for a couple of reasons. I mean, primarily, this is a great time to get a huge haul for a star like Beal. Who is, I believe, you know, 25, 26 years old, coming off a season where he probably should have been on the All-NBA team. You know, one of the game's better scorers at his position, at a very thin position. Uh, you know, you can get a haul for Bradley Beal, and I was personally a little surprised that the Wizards uh, uh, did not engage more with the Clippers, who. Uh, uh, had reportedly sought out his services in a trade that would have brought him there along with Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard instead of Paul George. So uh, you can only imagine what the hall was being offered in that deal and what the the packages, the trade packages would be going forward, uh, particularly in a climate where there's really no boogeyman right now in the NBA. And so a lot of teams will view Bradley Beal as the missing piece to win a championship. And so, if I were the if I were the Wizards I would one hundred percent look to shop him. Publicly I would obviously say that I am not going to trade him so that his value is not completely shot, but uh privately I would definitely be be uh you know, throwing his name out there to different teams, seeing what I could possibly get for him.
0: You no, know, Michael, I read a story about Al Hofer Carlton Danny Angel's tampering claims against Philadelphia it was ridiculous. Um I was shocked Al Hofer opted out, but I was hoping he wasn't being silly and doing it, but obviously he wasn't when he opted out of the contract with the Celtics. Uh, did it shock you guys in Boston when he actually opted out of that deal? Because I thought his own opt out of maybe signing a lower deal on a three or, three or four year deal with Boston, maybe four years, 80 million. Means i getting four years, 109 from Philadelphia, but 97 of that million guaranteed. So that throw you all off and that actually went down that way?
2: Yeah, you know, it, it did. I think that the Celtics expected... I think a lot of people expected him to opt out because he's coming off a very good season and this was an opportunity for him to uh, sign a long-term deal and secure a lot of money given his age. That would probably be the wisest move for him. Uh, I think the Celtics were caught a little bit off guard when he opted out and then cut off negotiations almost immediately knowing that he had the Philadelphia 76ers offer in hand. Um at, at, it's a bummer for Boston, I, I, you know if they were able to keep Al Horford somehow and still get Kemba Walker and make the other some of the other signings that they've made this summer, that team is potentially a championship contender, uh, or should be viewed as a championship contender heading into next season, regardless of the loss of, of Kyrie Irving. Um, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of upside on that roster still. Uh, you would have Gordon Hayward coming back from or uh, two years removed from his devastating. Leg injury, um, potentially looking like the all-star that they thought they signed. A couple summers ago, you would have Jason Tatum in year three, Jalen Brown in year four, Marcus Smart suddenly coming off an all-defensive season where uh, his three-point shooting was up to a respectable level. I-, I think that that team would have an extremely high ceiling, um, but it didn't work out that way, and I guess they have to kind of shift, downshift a little bit. Um, still going to be very good, still have a lot of assets, but not quite as good, I think, had they been able to retain Al Horford.
0: I hear that. Now, in the Eastern Conference, where do you see them slotting themselves now uh, with the Kimba Walker and his cancer side and, 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 and the draft picks that they brought will be bringing in this, this next, next season here?
2: Yeah, I think Boston is still uh, – they should be aiming for home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. I don't think that there are three teams definitively better than them in the Eastern conference. You have at the top, if I had to tier the teams a little bit, I would have Milwaukee and Philadelphia in some order. And then, you know, even, even though Toronto lost Kawhi Leonard, I think that that team bounced back uh, pretty well with some of the, 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 the the types of players that they signed this summer, you know, athletic long wings. I think their defense will be extremely good. Pascal Siakam should make another leap forward and everybody else, except for Danny green has been retained on that roster. So I think Toronto is respectable. I think, you know, Indiana, depending on when Victor Oladipo comes back and how good he looks, they'll be, they'll be a threat. Uh, Brooklyn, obviously added Kyrie Irving um, and they also lost a few pieces but uh, Brooklyn will be interesting. Um, I mean, you know, Miami's there. We'll see what they can do with Jimmy Butler and the 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 supplemental pieces around him. But to answer your question, I think Boston would be very very disappointed if they did not finish with a top four seed in next year's playoffs.
0: Speaking of Miami, Chris Paul trade potentially it's kind of been put on hold. Miami wants their picks back from OKC to take on his contract. Do you think a Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul pairing potentially could make some noise in the Eastern Conference where they just pretty much a 4-5 seed maybe they won't go very far or get past Toronto, Boston, Philadelphia, or Milwaukee?
2: Yeah, I mean, in the regular season, they probably wouldn't be as fierce as they would be in the playoffs. Um, you know, uh, Chris Paul is getting up there in age. I think he's 34 right now. Jimmy Butler, I think, is 30. If I'm not mistaken. So you know, those guys. Exactly. Very, very good point. um So I mean, you look at the the roster that Miami has. There are some still some really good pieces there. Justice Winslow. I think Kelly Olynyk is a really good supplement. um Bam Adebayo. I love as a starting five now that uh, Hassan Whiteside is kind of out of the picture. Uh, and then the rookie that they drafted, Tyler Harrow from Kentucky, uh, it, you know, he really impressed me at Summer League in Las Vegas. Uh, so I think that they have a pretty good roster. And, you know, as we saw last year in the playoffs, Jimmy Butler in crunch time with the ball in his hands is still one of the 15 best players in the world. Um, so if he were able to carry that over and, and kind of fill the role that James Harden had beside uh Chris Paul last year in Houston, the past few years in Houston, then I think that that team could be really interesting, and I don't think anyone would want to play them in a playoff series.
0: Speaking of James Harden in Houston, how do you see the fit between Westbrook and Harden in their current carnations of who they are? Because I don't see the fit. The best fit I can see is if you put Russell on the ball and James Harden off the ball, but that's not, that's not what Harden wants to do. So, so, so I, I just see that going bad fast.
2: It'll be really interesting. I think this is one of the more fascinating tandems the the league has ever seen, uh, even though we've technically already seen them play beside each other. Um, You know, I think that Russell Westbrook in particular, with the spacing and the three-point shooters that he'll have for basically the first time in his career on a consistent basis, we should see him be a lot more efficient and a lot more capable of finishing at the basket than he was last year. He will not need to... Stop and pop for those 16, 18 foot jumpers, the contested threes. I think he'll have a lot better, a lot more uh, uh, advantageous looks at the basket this year. And particularly with the way that defenses will be trying to defend James Harden. Um, So, I I mean, the fit is, it'll be interesting. These are two very high usage guys, two guys who uh, are used to, you know, racking up triple doubles and and assuming so many possessions and so much responsibility for their teams. Uh, You know, I'm sure that Mike D'Antoni will stagger them and they'll be able to shepherd their own lineups. Uh, without the other superstar on the court, and and that's where a lot of their their numbers will be accumulated. But it'll be very interesting to see how they're they're able to uh, cooperate when they're both out there, particularly in crunch time.
0: That's one I got for you, real quick. The NBA is talking about investigating for agency how those deals got done before the. Uh before the 6 p.m. on June 30th, uh, I think they can't really police that. That's going to happen. Agents and teams are going to talk, and things are going to happen that way. So you think it's just a little bit that's just a PR for the NBA or they serious about trying to crack down on deals getting done before for agencies even opened up?
2: I'm not sure exactly how you uh... – uh, uh, I guess, you know, lend out punishments and, and adjudicate this situation. It's very, very difficult, obviously for, you know, to outlaw players from communicating with each other and trying to recruit one another to team up. I, I don't, I have no idea how you would be able to uh, to have punishments for something like that. But um You know, I I think that it is a real concern among among owners, particularly small market owners, who feel very vulnerable right now. Who aren't sure, you know, uh, even if I have a a superstar like Paul George under contract, um, what is to say that another superstar will not get in his ear and have him, uh, you know, force a trade out? I think we saw that a few times over the past couple, or at least the past, you know, twelve months. We've seen that in the NBA a few times. So i was a small market owner you know an owner of the new orleans pelicans for example with anthony davis and lebron james i think it's really difficult to um to not side and and understand where certain owners are coming from with their frustration but i i don't know how you get it out of the game because i think that the tampering will always exist so long as people have cell phones and are able to communicate with one another
0: Yes, Cindy. Well, Michael Pena, thank you for your time today, brother. Hope to do it again with you down, down the road, man.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: All right, folks. This is Michael Pena on The Boss Man Show.
2: Nikki on the track.